0: From the strip club to award show stages. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family. Under construction. Career, Under construction. Relationships. Under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances. Under construction. We might as well be under construction, construction together. together. Welcome back to Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. Can y'all believe that it's almost Valentine's Day? I can't believe it. Like, I've been sitting around here trying to figure out what activities me and my Logan are gonna to do to celebrate Valentine's Day. I mean, yes, we should teach our kids the importance of self love and be an example of what that looks like. But this year, I really wanna celebrate the love that I have for myself and for my son. Like, I'm thinking we might have conversations around what it means to truly love yourself and speaking positivity over yourself, which everybody already know I'm a huge fan of. But also the importance of not allowing others to exert their negative ass energy onto you. <laughs> yes, that was a word. You know, like, I don't know, maybe we'll make some Valentine's Day cards for one another with affirmations in there. That sounds like a good idea, huh? Well, I don't know. Just make sure you hit my inbox with your Valentine's Day plans and stories. I can't wait to read all about it. Okay, so look, y'all. The other day, I was checking out our analytics for the show. And I was presently surprised by all the international love the show has been receiving. Oh my God, will not he do it? Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Seriously, I mean, this show means so much to me. Y'all, guess what? I was mostly surprised by our listeners down under in Australia. Ah, oh my God, y'all. I love Australia first of all, okay? Hey, what's up, my beautiful Aussies? <laughs> I just wanted to shout y'all out for showing me some love. You know, I want to shout out everybody else hometown too. So shoot me a note to UC with Tamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, UC with Tamar at gmail.com. All right, everybody, let me pull up our affirmation for the day. Everybody ready? I'm ready for this. All right, let me get my shouting shoes ready because I can tell. All right, I'm going to need them today. I am guided in my every step by spirit who leads me towards what I must know and do. Wait hold on. I think I need to read that again for myself. Okay, hold on. Bear with me. Bear with me. All right. I am guided in my every step by spirit who leads me towards what I must know and do. Yeah, so I think I'm going to have to write that one down because this is the kind of affirmation that I can see myself repeating quite frequently. Okay? Order thine steps. Amen. And. Hey, <laughs> oh, man, listen, I'm about to catch the ghost. I'm gonna catch him. I'm gonna catch him. Don't throw him. I'm gonna catch him. All right. So I've witnessed a number of conversations where people assume that just because someone is alone, that they lonely. OK, we're not talking about me because I'm lonely. All right. So I wanted to share my take <laughs> on the difference between being alone and lonely. Actually, it's my take in that of writer Ryan Haddon of the article, The Major Difference Between Feeling Alone and Lonely. Okay, so Homeboy says, on one hand, loneliness is marked by a sense of isolation or lack of, like something's missing, like it's a negative vibe all around. Whereas alone is about being in solitude without feeling lonely while absolutely enjoying your own company. Alone also suggests a state of peace stemming from a rich inner life that's valuable and esteemed. Loneliness feels almost thrust upon you as if it's not of your choosing. Well, hell, it's all not of my choosing, is it? To be alone or lonely. <laughs> Just Who the hell wants to be alone? Who? I know I don't. Anybody want to go to the movies by themselves or want to go out to eat by themselves or... uh want to spend Christmas by themselves, huh? Or want to fend- spend Valentine's Day by yourself. No, we don't want to do that. And whoever say that is a damn lie. I'm sorry. Oh, I love the time by myself. I love the time by myself. The time by myself is amazing. Lies. Eh. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with being lonely. It's temporary, okay? And that's how I feel about it. You know, until my divine comes, until my life dear God, make that fast. I'm going to be alone and I'm going to enjoy my time alone to get to know myself, but don't nobody want to be alone forever. That's a lie. Sorry. That's an excuse to try to, you know, make everybody not, you know, feel some type of pity for you. Cause don't nobody want to be alone. Okay. Don't buy it. I ain't buying it. Put it back on the clearance rack. Who said, Oh, I had a fabulous time with myself last night. I've never heard that in my life. (laughs) It is a lie, y'all. I I can't partake in that. Okay? All right. So if you're having difficulties with dealing with isolation, don't be afraid to talk to somebody, y'all, like a friend, a family member, or a therapist. Know that you are never truly alone because you are under-construction family. We right here. (laughs) We are in this thing together. All right? You get lonely, shoot me an email. All right? You see with Tamar (laughs) at gmail.com. I'm gonna keep it a thou thou. Hey Baby it is all me Alright everybody it's time To tap into that keep it a thousand thou Inbox and pull out A few questions for your girl Let's see what we got today Question number one Hey Tamar I struggle with anxiety and depression And sometimes I feel like just giving up How do you find the strength to not give up Do you have any tips Thanks girl I'm going to share something with y'all. This is, it's personal because it came from a real personal, a homeboy of mine, 29. I know y'all see on my Instagram. That's not my boyfriend. That's my homeboy, okay? <clears throat> he texted me last night when I was having like, you know, like a bad night. Y'all had those before. Like, you feel like the walls is like caving in on you. Yeah, you felt like that. Especially at night when you get that lonely feeling you all by yourself. That's what I was experiencing last night. And uh, my friends, we kind of like, like to speak life into each other. It was so sweet because sometimes you just got to hear that one sentence from one of your friends to pick you up. He said, friend, life throws so much at us. If we give up, what would that make us? Come on. Somebody, I mean, that was a word. Did that bless y'all? What does that make you if you give up? Well, you give in to whatever is going on that is temporary. It's not going to last always. Y'all remember the song, trouble don't last always. It don't. (laughs) Trouble does not last always. And the first thing you got to do, pumpkin, is get out your head. You cannot allow your head to control everything that is around you. I'm going to share something else with y'all that I thought was pretty powerful that another one of my friends told me, let's say you was in a room that was made of rubber and you had a rubber suit on and you were locked in that room. How do you escape that room? The only way that you can escape that room is your mind. You have to allow your mind to Take you elsewhere out of your problems. If there's problems and hardships and situations that you don't know how to get out of, allow your mind to take you to another place, a positive place. You could be on a beach in Hawaii if your mind wants you to go there. Grab a hold of your thoughts and you'll find the strength in that. All right. Question number two. Hey, Tamar. I love the podcast. Now, my question is this. When it comes to relationships, how do you go about asking a person what their intentions are, you know, without it sounding too harsh? Oh uh, Well, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Like, there is no like sugarcoating that. You just got to come out and ask. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like you say, are you single? Are you married? You got kids? Are you gay? What you, what's your intent here? What you want? You want a relationship. You want to get married. You just got to come out and have that conversation. But this is what I do say about that. You should only have that conversation one time. Then you become a nagger. Nobody got time for that. Nobody want to date that. Nobody want to be around that. Nobody want to have the relationship conversation umpteen thousand times. That ain't cute. That ain't hot. That ain't it. So have that conversation. Be very direct. You know, with a smile on your face. (laughs) Show some teeth, you know but only have it one time. Well, I hope you're able to benefit from my advice. And if you'd like to have your question answered during an upcoming episode of Under Construction, shoot your girl a note to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. I don't have all the answers, but you can count on me to always keep it a foul foul. Up next is my favorite part of the show. We're going into the blueprint. This is a blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Now, I want you to take a moment to think about your teenage years and consider what you wanted your occupation to be as an adult. I would probably guess that half of us aren't fulfilling our childhood dreams, but one young lady that is, Diamante Harper, but you might know her as Sweetie. <laughs> This young star knew her destiny at a young age, but she didn't allow her plan to stop her from goal setting, grinding, and graduating college with a 3.6 GPA, I might add. Ha! Now that's my type. <laughs> Y'all help me welcome my girl, Sweetie, to Under Construction. A part of your attraction to females and people is the vibe, mm-hmm. right? And we don't even know you like that. Okay. <laughs> Like, we know the songs. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about we don't know your gift. We don't know Icy Universe. That's not... We know that. But I'm talking about the sweetie, sweetie. (laughs) That's what I want to know. I want to know why I feel like you could be my little sister, little cousin. Mm -hmm. Like... You gotta, can you, is that okay for us to discuss? We can talk about the music and that's fine. And, and, you know, and all the clothes that you're putting out and that's mm-hmm. great. And I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you. But I want to know the backstory because your, your background, as far as your family's concerned, um, you already had like successful people and celebrities in your bloodline, mm-hmm. right? Why, why, why be a superstar? Why be a
1: rapper? Why
0: be everything that you are? Is this something that you've always, always wanted to
1: do? Um, yeah, but honestly, you know, I thank God for like, the blessings he's given me. And you know, like the money, the fame, the glitz and the glamour kind of come with it. But when Mm -hmm. I'm really reflecting, and when I really um, see where I'm headed, I don't think it's for notoriety. I I think it's for purpose. I always wanted to help people. Um, Probably because I felt like, I needed more things in my childhood and I would have been a happier child. Um, Not to say I wasn't happy, but it made me just a really understanding person to just come from a multicultural background and to have two young parents figuring it out. I just felt like I was put in certain circumstances to make me a stronger person. And from the game and the wisdom that I've learned at such a young age, I feel like, well, why not help out the next young girl or who the, the girls who are watching me so that they don't make the same mistakes I made.
0: You said there were some things that that because your parents were trying to figure out and, you know, that's most people's parents, right? Trying to figure it out. They had you very mm-hmm. young or had us very young and trying to figure out life and kind of didn't know, you know where to go with it. And some of the predicaments that you found yourself in, like, can you just go into one of those things that you feel like you want to help other girls with?
1: OK, so as a really young girl, I feel like I harbored a lot of my emotions. My parents were mm-hmm. crazy and strict, and you know they was just <laughs> <laughs> um, got it, got it. So as a as a young girl, I wasn't really vocal. I was just kind of I kept a lot of things to myself, and I I think that that harbored a lot of resentment. And I think because I was such a, I harbored such emotions, I don't think I was able to live out my full childhood or life during those times so i felt like i was always dealing with things i didn't express how i was feeling like i have a i'm working on my communication skills which is why i majored in communication because i lack communication skills interestingly okay but um i yes. mean it's just something as simple as just self-expression and, and being okay with being vulnerable i felt like my childhood molded me to be a really hard emotionless person but as i'm the ceo as i'm a girlfriend. As I'm someone who is an important player on my team, um, I'm realizing that those things don't work when you're trying to achieve success.
0: No, it doesn't. And let me tell you something. I, too, have struggled with communication and running a business that don't work. Mm -hmm. Right, right. (laughs) You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And being used to, like, harboring how you really feel, that don't Mm -hmm. work. You know what I'm saying? Because then one person can do something and it's so minute and then you done blew up because you didn't
1: communicate. Right. And I'm just, because I was always raised on the principle and no matter how big or something is yeah. smallest, it's the respect factor and the principle. So I think that's Period. that's one thing. That's one great thing that my parents did teach me, which made me a very respectful person and very understanding. Because you just never know someone's backstory. But yeah, I don't want to say that to make it seem like I just had some boohoo childhood. I really think that God put me in these certain things to make me a stronger person. Because stronger. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, the music industry is very glamorized, and as artists, we go through a lot of things behind closed doors. So you have to be a strong woman. You have to have thick skin. So I'm actually grateful for those circumstances. But if I can be, you know, a mentor, uh, a a word of hope or faith or just something to motivate someone else, I would love to do that.
0: You know, I don't ever want you or anybody else listening to think that I want to harbor on the negative, Mm -hmm. right? But I just feel like our not so positive circumstances, Mm -hmm. right? is always an avenue and door opener to help other people and I really commend you on that. And so that's why I asked you about that because you know, just for one person to feel that much more closer to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is it's that much more people who are going to listen to right, you. Right, right. For me, I think that that is spectacular. Thank you. And so I know a lot of people know that you're a college graduate and you went to college. So and that's why I
1: asked, is was that a plan B? Um honestly girl so I wanted to get out of my house. I wanted okay. to get I wanted to get. (laughs) I wanted to get far away from home. um, Yeah, because of just you know, it just got just gets a little crazy when you're at home sometimes. And I wanted to. I wanted to be an adult, and I'm. I love a challenge. Challenges excite me. So I was like, I think I want to go far away, and I want to go to school, which is why I went to San Diego State. But then I transferred to USC. But I literally. It was literally like a spark. Like my mom was pressed me, pressing me need to go to school, but I was like, I want to be a rapper, and she was like, Okay, well, you have no deals right now, so you need to do something with your time. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like you know how to think smart at the same time. I like, guess I'm a hard worker, but I also have to think smart. I'm like, Okay, so why don't I just occupy my time in the meantime, in between time before I make it? Because I always felt like I, I would be here and go to school. So I, I applied the night before the Cal State deadlines was. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, girl, you know, I was the doc- so it was sporadic like that? Yeah, because I was holding up. You know, my dad, he just always been like, whatever I want to do, he's with it as long as I had a plan. So he was like, you could just stay here and work on a mixtape and we're going to figure your music stuff out. But I was like, okay, you know what? Why don't I just try school? So I tried it. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I literally pl- applied that like 1158, I just pressed submit. <laughs>
0: Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So do you think like um, college kind of shaped you for what you're doing now,
1: like in the business aspect? Definitely. I felt like college forced me to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations because USC is a predominantly white school. I'm in a a classroom Mm -hmm. full of people who don't look like me. Sometimes I was the only black girl. And I used to talk with a lot of slang, so I wasn't as confident to participate in class discussions because I just felt like I wasn't as smart as, you know, the person sitting right next to me or the other kids who probably had a lot more college prep than me. But you know what? I was like, okay, if I'm going to be at this prestigious university, I'm not just going to sit here and just go through the motions. So I forced myself to go to office hours. I forced myself to read more. I forced myself to learn new new vocabulary. I forced myself to be comfortable in uncomfortable circumstances. And I felt like USC is definitely a make or break school. Like it's not for the weak. And I was like, I ain't no weak bitch. So (laughs) I need to to get my my insecurities together. Because most of the times these insecurities are false narratives we create in our own head. And sometimes our biggest enemy is ourselves, And my biggest enemy was myself. Because I was like, these people ain't telling you you ain't smart. These people right. not telling you not to raise your hand. So I'm a person of reflection. And after I reflected, I was like, okay, the problem is me. And I'm the only person who can solve yeah. this. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. Because, you know, um, we were saying um, a few weeks ago that sometimes we can talk ourselves out of our own success. Hmm. It's nobody. Yes, it's nobody else telling us things. It's it's what we are telling ourselves. So why not speak positivity over our lives and ourselves? Exactly, that's such a powerful thing. Yeah, and then we want to blame everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, everybody said I couldn't do it, so I didn't succeed. Right. They said this and they whoever the fuck they is, I don't like right? them. They. they said this and they said this and blah, 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 blah. but the real truth of the matter, they is your right. ass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, another thing that I thought was interesting, you spill none of your tea. <laughs> I love it. Everybody. It is all under wraps. Don't nobody know no background. Uh-huh. You only going to give out bits and pieces <laughs> of what you want people to know. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's super duper uber smart. But, you know, I'm a, I am ai feel like I'm your oldest sister. I'm, I'm gonna be in your business because I feel like you have so much to give to these young ladies, you know, because you're so beautiful and so successful. And although you felt like you went to college for different reasons, mm-hmm. I want the listeners to go to college for those reasons too. F- find a bad reason to make a good situation, right. you know. And, and I always, <laughs> I'm saying, I always
1: tell people, you know, college is not for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah. But at least go for a mm-hmm. semester. Because I thought it wasn't for me, but like I had a lot of fun in college. So, I mean, see what what you're interested in. Like look up the majors and see see what it has to offer. You know, sometimes we don't have the the proper college prep. So we don't think college is exciting because nobody laid it out for us that way. So always just go try it. I always say try it. And if you don't like it, then say no. But don't just flat out say no because that's when you're blocking your blessings or that's when you're talking yourself out of something that
0: could be good for you yeah but your grind was real in college you had four jobs though sis yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and right you know when I think about it I was like you know what I was built for this industry because when it, when it's you and when you're in a situation you don't realize what you're doing but then when I reflect I was yeah. like hey I was violent because don't get it wrong I was still going to the club <laughs> I was still going yeah. to the college yeah. parties like I didn't I wasn't missing out on nothing. I was like, I'm not going to let my crazy schedule stop me from living out my full out college experience.
0: Yeah. What you're doing right now, your schedule's probably bananas mm-hmm. and you're probably living your life uh-uh.
1: at the same Girl, time. Girl, you got to, you know, There's, I mean, what is all <laughs> this hard work for if we can't reward ourselves? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know, some of us get so caught up in the um, hustle of mm-hmm. it all that we forget that, you know what I mean? And you got to have a balance, right. you know, because you have to stay true to who you are at some point. Yeah. Alright everybody, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Sweetie. Stay with us. We're back to the blueprint to continue our conversation with rapper and businesswoman Sweetie. But this is something that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was important, not only to um, your fans and the listeners, but to the music industry. Mm-hmm. Do you not know that it is only yourself and I think um, Meg Thee Stallion, who discusses being a, a college
1: um, graduate? Mm-hmm. Did you pay attention to that? Um, it's been brought to my attention. So I've definitely Oh, really? That. What do you think about that, though? Um. I think that we're changing this discourse of what it means to be a female rapper. We're changing the conversation of what's acceptable or what can be what a female rapper is. And the reason why I do discuss my story is because I remember I was going to college and I remember I wanted to drop out. But one of my favorite artists at the time was J. Cole. And because he went to school, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you can do both. hmm And it all goes back to, you know, if you know better, you do better. So it's just like by me sharing my story, I'm letting other girls know that you can still chase your wildest dreams and still go to college. I just feel like we don't talk about it that much because there's no one who has done it. So it's great for people like Meg, people like me to talk about it because the people who are looking up to us just know that, hey, this is another avenue or another journey you can take. Yeah.
0: You talked about like when you went to college, you wanted to be a rapper that was always that for you when you was little mm-hmm. every
1: well not not really? when i was little i think when i was when i turned 13 14 <clears throat> that's not little oh <laughs> um, no because you were like you were like this so i'm thinking i'm like oh like four or five <laughs> yeah that's true that's true because because you know i knew
0: that i wanted to be a singer way before my sister was tony braxton i knew i was yes I, I knew i wanted to be a singer when i was about maybe six or seven when i uh, saw star search i don't know if you heard of star yeah. search probably no before. i heard of star search star search Yes, and we lived in Bubblefuck DMV area, wow. and it just seemed so um, so far away. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to the girls who has these
1: big time dreams that's so
0: far away? Well,
1: I was that little girl. I'm from I'm from yeah. the Bay Area, but my dad got married, so we moved to Sacramento. That's kind of like Bubblefuck, mm-hmm. which was like I mean, it's, yes, it's becoming a bigger city now, but. Think back to, like, you know, when Sweetie was 14, 15. Ain't nobody going... Like, Sacramento's kind of like the country. Ain't nobody going out there to discover no artist, no actress, no model. So, for me, Mm -hmm. my way to escape to the big city was college. So, for the people who are... For the younger girls who do have big dreams, sometimes you have to do something you're not too excited about as a transportation or as a vehicle to get to your dreams. Because I was going to school, I was able to be in a big city. So... Um, it's all about just figuring out your own hustle and getting to where you need to be. So why IC university? I feel like I'm asked the same questions over and over again. And for me, that was a green flag, not a red flag, but a green yeah. flag. Okay. That's, that's my green light. Okay. These people are curious. These people are interested. So instead of me going on like a Twitter rant or an Instagram rant, I was like, why don't I just give them something that's timeless that they can always go back to And one of my other goals is to become a professor. So I was like, okay, I can start, you know, doing these online courses, if you want to call it that. And um, eventually I do see myself moving into an actual classroom. But I love to just I love to educate. I love to, to give the game that was given to me. I like to help people from situations I've learned, whether good or bad. And I just feel like I have a lot to share. So instead of me like just going on rants and then that shit disappears like in a day or two, because you know how social media is. Yeah. I wanted to create a catalog for people to go back to.
0: Yeah, and on social media, you stay out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you don't be in nobody, shit. How do you do that? How how do you like navigate? not being in the mix of the bullshit? Because you be in the
1: mix, but not in the mix Um, of the shit. I just, you know, my parents always taught me to just mind your business. I don't know. It's just how I was raised. I can't (laughs) even tell you why I I do it. It's just my parents, my parents is like about their business. So if they in some business, they gonna handle it. But if not, then they minding their own business. So I think I just had two dope, great boss ass mom and dad who handled their shit and was never in nobody else's shit. Because when you come to think about it, a lot of that shit comes from home. So everybody, Period. everybody who would be in everybody's shit, They mama was probably in some shit. they, they daddy was probably in some shit. So it's like, my parents weren't like that. So I learned from them to just mind my own business. Yep, that's why we like you
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we like you too. I'm just saying, it's just the truth. Like We we like a pretty bitch who's never in no right? shit. You know what I'm saying? The, yes, side. because people are always trying to pull you in shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just always kind of like, you kind of like, <laughs> don't give a shit about it. <laughs> And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And so um, other things that I am here for is this music. Oh, I think it's amazing. You know, Back to the Streets is probably my theme song. Yeah, it's my theme song. Everything uh, goes back to the streets thanks. if it's not right. <laughs> Girl. Throw them back, baby. Girl. Throw them back. Throw it Girl, back. Throw it all the way back. <laughs> if you're wasting
1: your time to be toxic, throw them back to the streets, okay?
0: Throw them back. Okay. Can't stay here, pumpkin. Bye, you know, if you broke. If you don't wanna get his uh FICA score up, bye, go back to the streets. Exactly. You know, he don't wanna improve. Gotta go. Bye. Back to the streets. You know? Back to the streets. <laughs> okay, what is what what can we look forward to uh, when you finally drop your number one album? I, I just put it Thank out there. You, it's girl. happening. Things are happening. It's
1: crazy because I those are one of my affirmations. Um because if I if I'm gonna yeah. do something, I wanna do it big. But I think that's right. I think it's just uh, I think it's I think it's just a pretty bitch Bible at the end of the day. Like it's yeah. fun, it's game, it's wisdom, it's turned up, but it's boss, it's business, it's everything that makes me a multifaceted brand and woman. And I feel like that's what's great about the Icy Girl brand is yes, I'm a, a college grad. Yes, I'm a businesswoman, but I do have a love life. I do me and my man do get busy in the bedroom. I do yeah. have my homegirls who I turn up with, and I feel like the issue with women in rap is that they tr- always try to pigeonhole us into like this box. Is she a conscious? Is she a? Is she a? Is she, a, is she ratchet? Is she nasty? Is she classy? But it's just like, why can't I just be all of that? Right? You know, I'm a I'm, well, I'm a can. human though, so it's just like it yeah. be it'd be what's unrealistic is for me to be one thing cuz i'm a i'm a human being i'm a creature of nature so i feel different things i act different ways with different people so it's like yeah. i know that it rubs people the wrong way sometimes when i'm the college grad but then i'm talking about and back giving sloppy tap. <laughs> Praise him. But it's, like, but, it's like, but, it's, but it's real, though. I'm a woman. It's I'm, real. I'm, I'm, I'm smart, but I'm also a sexual being, and I have, I'm i not afraid of that. And I don't see no issue when I'm being creative with it on top of it. Because it's not like I'm just like A, B, C, D, dick, this, that, 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 that bop, 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 So it's like, yeah, yeah. I always tell myself, if I'm going to get nasty, I'm going to get ma- nasty like Missy. Missy is like the most creative Artist I know and when she talked about something sexual, she made you laugh. She made you think. And yeah. She pu- she painted a picture. So it's like I'm always creative with what I do. And hopefully when I break these glass ceilings of what people think a female rapper should be, and it, ne- it lets the other girls know that hey, you don't have to be boxed in, and you don't have to talk about one thing all the time. Yeah, that's true.
0: Do you think people like give you shit about
1: speaking? Like, sexual? Yeah. I don't know if you heard. Do that? Yeah, I don't know if you heard. I mean, not no more because I, I just talk about it so much. It's, it's become a part of my brand. But in the beginning, yeah. as an introduction to the game, all I had was Icy Girl. So everybody was like, oh, she's so bossed up. She's so college girl. This, this, this and that. Which I am. But then I had the opportunity yeah. to do a song called You So with Lil Wayne and Kid Ink. And the topic was a nasty topic. So when I collaborate with somebody, I'm going to say, stay on subject because it would just hinder the song if i hate when i hate when the feature verses don't talk about nothing the song's talking about so it's like for one i'm gonna collaborate with the GOAT, the wayne kid inc makes nothing but west coast slaps this fits my lane and i'm gonna talk about something sexual in a creative way and i love the verse but when i dropped it twitter went crazy i was trending for like three days and they were like she's messing up her brand she can't be talking like that she's supposed to be a role model and it's like what is y'all talking about? I'm still who y'all thought I was, but this is just another side to me. So I feel like yeah. slowly but surely I break down of what people perceive me to be in their heads. Yeah. Role mo-
0: yeah, and I just want to tell everybody, role role models fuck. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm just Nobody saying, like say I it. don't Yeah, somebody has to say it. They go home and they get it in. And trust me, they get it in. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention, and I I don't want to get messy with it, but I just want to get your um, perspective on what happened because I'm sure everybody knows my story. And when I fell out with my network, because I felt wronged because they kept doing shit Mm -hmm. that they felt like they wanted to do because in in a sense they felt like they owned me. Right. And so they could do shit without breaking stuff down to me and my team and things like that. And I know that the only thing that I've seen you really come out and discuss was things that had to do with your records mm-hmm. right because they do be our babies and a lot of people don't understand right that, you know what i'm saying our, our emotional connection to the shit is real right? Exactly. <laughs> and when you said something about um your record label and and the song um best friends and they just went on ahead and released it and released the wrong version at that that would have pissed me off too sis i was right there girl, with you <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> i was right there with right, you right right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like as a woman like you own your shit you got to protect you gotta protect your shit, and people don't understand mm-hmm. it. Can you just speak about um, that
1: situation just a little bit? I, I'm gonna speak on it because I opened up that door. I went out of my way, and I yeah. posted it because I felt violated yeah. as an artist. But before I'm an artist, I'm a businesswoman, and at this and Period. at this point, you're playing with my business. You're playing with my rollout. You're playing with the relationship I have with the world and with my fans. So I just kind of disagreed with how it wasn't. It, it was handled very sloppy, and when yeah. we're in business, especially when we're um, handling high profile songs that have the ability to be hits, we have to be careful. So my whole thing was, why wasn't you guys caring about this song? But because we're in a business relationship, we're in bed together. So you know what, it's not only my baby, it's y'all baby. So why aren't y'all caring for it? Because I obviously have made a name for myself thus far. So respect what I'm doing, respect my work, and respect my release date. You know, we had our conversations privately, but I was disappointed. And I had to let, you know, my fans know that this was not the proper song. For one, it was the wrong song. It was, like, right. it wasn't even, it just, what there was no ad-libs, there was no mix. It was just, I was like, are y'all serious? So for me, it was really amateur, and I'm not an amateur rapper, artist, Businesswoman, no more. That's right. So respect my name and respect right. my work. And um, the reason why I did share that is because we need to speak up. So that's my name on it. It's my face. I handle the heat if people don't fuck with it. If, if, if there's any, any negativity, which is cool, but criticize my top grade work. Don't criticize something that still needs to be, you know, polished. So um, that, was, that was just a way of standing up for myself. And I feel like women should always stand up for themselves because we're kind of taught to just kind of be quiet, be polite, and no, I'm going to say what I need to say, and y'all going to listen, and y'all going to respect me.
0: I absolutely agree with that, and I don't think it was messy, <laughs> and sometimes you just got to say what the fuck has to be said, Girl. period, because if you don't respect your stuff, see, people think that if you let things slide, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, then they can keep jumping on you and taking advantage right. of of situation, and the minute you check their ass, they already say, oh, what's wrong with her what happened right right and then <laughs> or, or she got oh now she got a bad attitude right. wait a minute she ain't got no bad attitude she just mean what the fuck she mean about her business. right That's and when it. i
1: handle my business i'm careful i think about what i'm going to say i thought about that i drafted up my i drafted mm-hmm. up my public statement i got it together and it was really respectful i mean i could have went the yeah. you know the old tay tay way what i could have went but, you know, I'm speaking from my mind, but I still I still had a certain level of integrity to, to protect yeah. our relationship because I'm, I'm still doing business with them. But at the same time, y'all disrespected me, so I'm going to say something about it.
0: So do you feel like they respected you more in the end for saying something? First of all, well, let me just go back and say, I'm here for the draft of the read.
1: <laughs>
0: I- you better be business <laughs>
1: about your read, girl. Girl, Shit. I think. I, yeah, because I mean, you make a statement; it gotta be to the point. You know, the the grammar gotta be right. I hate when you tell somebody yeah. off the ground. Don't be like it. Just be like ah oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. You gotta make sure yeah. That everything is lined up a certain way. Um, I feel like they've always respected me because one thing that caught their attention was how I handled my business. I think one thing that they learned though was don't play with my business now, never, and in the future. Because if you do, this is not. I mean, I could have reacted in a in a bigger way. But this is me politely saying, hey, you guys fucked up, so get y'all shit together. Period. <laughs> For real, girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, it's
0: real. It's, it's so real. And like, and like I said before, like if we don't take our business seriously, if we don't make people respect mm-hmm. you know, our business and respect us, they're not going to do it. Man. They're just not. And there are ways, and just like she was saying, there are ways to go about things in a professional way and have integrity mm-hmm. at the same time so people can continue to respect your business. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to mention is that with female rappers, it's a lot of I don't know. I don't want to say negative, maybe like the assumption yeah. that we all used to. We all I'm not a rapper, but you <laughs> but <I, she laughs> are. In my head, in my head, I am okay. Mm-hmm. The assumption that we all had to start off at the strip club. Mm-hmm right and i know that you wasn't a stripper but you you worked as a waitress what is one of the most valuable lessons you've learned in that
1: environment we can go off into the lessons but i just want to make things clear um because when i started working at the strip club this whole persona that the media that hip hop songs made of strippers like i debunked all of those perceptions and theories that people have of them while working with them like for me Right. And normalize strippers. For me, strippers yeah. are just very se- sexy acrobats. Because you know what? Not every girl is how the media or movies try to make strippers seem to be. Like some of them are college girls. Some of them are, are, mm-hmm. are single mothers. Some of those girls are just doing what they have to do because of their circumstance. And they hustling. And you know what? You really have to respect strippers. Because not only are they being vulnerable by allowing these men to see their skin... And you know, with minimal clothing and sometimes even naked, but they're psychiatrists. You have to talk to these men, you have to talk to your customers because it's like a whole hustle that goes into it. Nobody wants to talk to no snooty, quiet stripper. Like, there's so many talents and so many skills you have to acquire to be a successful stripper because you're ultimately getting paid for how you're marketing yourself in the strip club. So it all comes down to marketing. So when it comes down to what valuable lessons I've learned was, oh my gosh, I learned so many. Like Working at a strip club, it made me a stronger woman and it made me not play about my business. I really feel like everything I've been to really just prepared me for the music industry, but just respect. Like not only Mm -hmm. do... The customers, I mean, try to play with your money. You know, sometimes people will try to play with what they got to pay for, but the girls in there, some of them not, you know, peachy, you know, this is sorority sisterhood. Some of them will try to play with your money, play with your customers and you have to learn oh, wow. and you have to make people in there respect you. The, the environment, the community of a strip club is so, it's so special because there's politics in there. There's relationships. There's social yeah. circles there's power, there's subordinates, there's dominance. It's like, it's a crazy ass world. Yeah, And the hip hop is bumping in the background. I mean, there's, yeah. it's just, it's a crazy ass. It is. Oh my gosh. It's, it taught me so much, girl. I was going to school. So I was going to school, you feel me, during the daytime. And I was working night shifts at the strip club and then waking up back at 8 a.m. and going back to school. So it was like, it... It made me a critical thinker. It made me wise. It made me how to play chess, not checkers. Because sometimes you can't check a bitch in front of a customer. You got to see her in the locker room. But it just, it made me patient. And it just made me just skilled with just these skills. I wouldn't have learned nowhere else but the strip club. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we we can laugh because I know that people might not think that you can learn so no, much you, there. But like you said, it's not. It's not. Yes, it's you not absolutely for the will. It's not
1: for the week. So if a bitch out there stripping, that's yeah. a strong woman. At least the environment I was in. I mean, I wasn't in, in no players club type of shit. But I was. I, I was no. You know. You know. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs>
0: I got it. So you, it is- <laughs> because what it is for me, you said strippers are psychiatrists. And, and they're acrobats. <laughs> yes, they are. And, and you do, you know, that is a skill. You have to know how to talk to people to get what you want and get what you need at the end and of the exactly.
1: day. Exactly. And then you, you also have to think about safety. Like, I remember yeah. I had, a, I had a, an admirer and he would come to all of my shifts and he would bring me presents. But he wouldn't want to be served by me. He would just stand there like waiting for me to get off of work. So it's like it's like the corporate street. I like to call it that cuz it's still a corporation but it feels like you hustling in the street cuz you're you're thinking about yeah. you know power, you're thinking about safety, you're thinking about your money, you're thinking about having your back. You're thinking about is this really an an alliance or is this bitch trying to get over on me? So it's like all I'm of like- these things that just like it made me a hustler, a smart one. And it's like all these things that you had to think about while you're at work. It's just you're a a really good multitasker if you're if you're successful in that industry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you seem to have so much knowledge about a lot of things. Thank you for sharing, you know, really, because you have shared a lot of things that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners didn't know. And some of your fans, I mean, you're pretty open with your fans, Mm -hmm. but um, you never really get to see the other gorgeous side of you, and that is your smarts. Jeez Louise, you're so intelligent. I'm so super proud of you, really. And I am so excited to see your future and everything that you have going for you that we don't know about yet because I'm sure there's a lot of things. Don't be nosy, y'all. Let her do it in her Ah! own time. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So we're about to talk about um, the takeaway. This is one of my favorite segments in the Mm show. We just have a little recap of what we discussed okay. what do you think your biggest takeaway um, have been from our discussion and things that you've gone through what are your biggest takeaways
1: i think my biggest takeaway from this conversation and i only say this is because like i said when it's you you don't realize the impact you don't realize the influence but the fact that you even ask me certain questions it just makes me want to to share more about my journey because i'm like i'm like shrek I'm like an onion. Like, you have to keep peeling back the, the peeling. layers. Cause yeah. I just don't, I'm just not, I don't, I just don't like, be like, hey, this is who I am, you know? Um, yeah, 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 but yeah. Hopefully, like, the more I share, the more people can just, you know, it can help them with their journey. So I think. Okay, well, then give us one more thing you'd like to share, Ms. Onion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> instead, I'll
1: take that instead of a take. I mean, away. I'll take that. I mean, it, it just depends, like, at what at what point in my life, I feel like. I really feel like my life is a movie. I've been I've been placed in just some weird shit, and I'd be like, "How the fuck am I here?"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you are. You're here, right. and your light is so bright. Oh, thank you. It's illuminating. It really is. Thank you. Um, so I'm not gonna let you off the hook,
1: Onion. Okay, but so you gotta ask me a question though, because I don't know how to. Okay, get- damn. Okay, what? Well, something that you haven't shared that you would like to share. You got to, my mind is like an old library. Like it got like dust on some of the books. So sometimes I forget that the book is there and I got (laughs) to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. I got one. Was there a time in your life that you felt down and out and you didn't know how you would overcome a particular situation? You know
1: what? I was in a relationship and I was, this was before I started working at the strip club. So it was, like, right before... I was working all these jobs, and I remember I had got into two, like, heartbreaking situations. Me and my mom had got into it, but that's a different story. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're into it with your mom, it's just, like, heartbreaking, because that's just the woman of your life. So it was... Yes, heavy. Yeah, stick. so it was that. And then I was, I was in the process of breaking up, because, you know, breaking up is a process when you've been with someone for a long time. And we were... It was just kind of like um, we're done. And I remember when we just couldn't work it out. I became very insecure. I felt so ugly. I felt broke because I didn't have no money. And I would just, I was just kind of disgusted with myself. And I think before I say this, like people think I'm just some confident ass bad bitch, pretty bitch, and I am because I worked for that. Um, yes, uh, but I wasn't always like that. So my self esteem was really low. I'm in a big city by myself at this fucking hard college, working all these jobs, not getting enough money, which is why I started working at the strip club. But it's just like I just all of these parts of my life were failing. I was getting I wasn't getting good grades because I'm stressing. I can't sleep. I can't focus. I'm just not giving my best work. I don't think this was the lowest point in my life, but it was definitely a. I was disgusted with myself, and I think. You know I'm a problem solver. I don't like to. I don't like to just sit in sadness. So I was like, how do I make it? How do you make your life better? Well, for one, you need to you need to get a new job to to help with your bills, which is why I started working at where I was working at. Two, you're you're a confident woman, and you're not going to allow this relationship to lower your self esteem, to lower your sense of value, and you have to work on that. And another thing too is because of social media, because of LA. I'm hearing about the new women and I'm just like, I'm yeah. fucking crying and sitting down in my shower. And you're over there and you're you're living your life still. And so I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what kind, like I I was in love with like how 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 are you over here bippity boppity boo and I'm over here i on, on my knees in the shower, like pulling yeah. my hair out. So I think that was the moment. One of the moments, because I've had several moments, where I had to base my value, confidence, love from self. And I was like, I never want to feel like this. And it wasn't his fault. It wasn't nobody else's fault but myself. I, It was an yeah. a, a, aha light bulb moment of you, I radiate what I radiate because of something else. So it was like, I need to dig deep. I need to know how to love myself. I need to learn that my my value, my standard, who I am is dependable on what I have, or who I'm with. And I think that's it it just made me a stronger woman. And it just made me feel like I'm gonna be a bad bitch with or without you. And I had to really put myself in solitude. And I had to just to just separate myself from my social circles from him from everything that was kind of clouding my judgment of my of myself because I was really depressed. I I've never answered this question before and I've never shared this, so I'm sorry if my answer was everywhere. But um it definitely was one of those moments that helped Sweetie to be who she is today. No,
0: it wasn't all over the place. Um because, you know, it resonated with me as well. I, I just went through a breakup and I promise you, I couldn't understand for the life of me how he was able
1: to go on to buy his damn business right <laughs>
0: so fast and not be affected
1: and not be no, sad. that's the word. He, to not be affected as much as you. Affected. And I'm just like- yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes I'm still fucked up over right. it. And he out here,
0: like you said, bippity-boppity-booing <laughs> and pouncing and ouncing and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just the truth. And you know what I figured out? and And I'm in therapy- And I always encourage people, especially through a breakup, and if you're feeling that low and that depressed, to talk to a professional because it can go any way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go either way, right? right? Either you figure out how to get yourself out of it or you try to take yourself out. Right. Which wasn't my situation. That came after the fact. Let me just say that because people be trying to put things together. Uh So (laughs) let me just say that. Um, But what I did conclude, sweetie, was that I didn't love myself enough. I love that situation and that man more than I loved myself. Mm -hmm. And it takes a situation like that to bring you to your knees to want to work on your self love and self respect. And I commend you. And it's all over you. Well, thank you. (laughs) It's all that self love is all over you. Congratulations. You know, it's a terrible situation. And, you know, like. Uh, My mom says everything isn't good, but it works together for the good, right? So when you're going through a breakup like that and somebody break your heart like that, sometimes it's the best thing you can ever go through to love yourself, to come out being somebody is beautiful and intelligent and amazing and bossed up like miss mm-hmm. sweetie thank you so much for coming thank on you, girl. um under construction wow and so- i'm still under so construction so
1: we gonna I, yes. i'm gonna connect <laughs> with you in a couple of months and we can you know talk about where, where we at and but i love now i see now i see why you asked me what you asked me i love the intention and the message behind the show because we're all under construction so yeah. um that was that was fun thank yeah. you
0: can y'all believe our time has run out again I mean, I really enjoy getting to know Sweetie. Like, she's one of my favorites. Like, she's my favorite for me. (laughs) I feel like we succeeded in getting to know this woman behind her brand. Do y'all agree? Ooh, I loved every minute of it. Well, definitely go check out My Little Sis Music Cosmetic Line and every other wonderful thing that she has launching this year. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. And if you'd like to share your under construction journey with me, all you have to do is shoot me an email to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. And from my heart to yours, happy Valentine's Day with a special Cupid heart being shot to all of my single men and women. Couples, too. Can't leave y'all out. I'm mad at y'all, but we can't leave y'all out. And if no one tells you, remember, I love you. and. I mean it, because we are all Under Construction together. Under Construction is a production of Mo Sauce, a stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lovitz. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company.
1: More Sauce.